Hi, everyone. Um, what can I say? This has been one of the craziest days of my life. Not everything I can speak about, but I uh, I hope that my phone doesn't ring in the process of giving you uh, some of the updates, getting ready for the trip, preparing to make sure that I have envelopes and cards, and you can still send me cards. And, um, whatever, whatever I can take with me, uh, I'm going to be visiting families, primarily families. I'm going to be making other visits to other places as well, but I really, the, the most important thing is to visit the families. My wife, Sarah, was saying that after her brother passed away, those of you who don't know, my brother-in-law passed away, uh, Ellie, and he was 13 years old. We're actually dedicating a Torah for him soon. And she said that there were people who they didn't know who showed up at the Shiva. And for them, it was the, it was the biggest deal. Because for them, when they were sitting Shiva, and someone who you don't know shows up and cares, that is something really special. And so I want to be on your behalf, that person. We, as a community, me being your extended hand, we're going to go and we're just going to be that person. I don't know any of these people. I don't have any family in Israel or any direct family in Israel. Obviously, all of the Jewish people are my family. But these are people I'm going to show up at these shivas. I'm going to hand them cards. I'm going to hand them an envelope. I've already been preparing here all um, all of uh, the envelopes. So I think it's a wonderful thing of a random person that comes from Canada, from Montreal, that comes from North America. And I come with wishes from people here. And I give you a card and an envelope. I don't think it makes anything easier, but I think it's a beautiful thing to know that you're not alone, especially during this really, really difficult time, an unimaginable time. And that's one of the main things that I want to do. One of the other things that uh, I've been working on today is I'm very surprised that there's not more open uh, pro protests, or I don't like the word protest, but people, Jewish people, or people who support the Jewish people in Israel getting together in Montreal here, outside, and, and I don't know, people are scared. I don't know what it is. And so obviously, since I'm leaving, if I wasn't leaving, I would help organize something. But since I'm going, I'm, I'm helping um, and just, I mean, I'm not putting my name on it or anything, but I want to at least put, help put up 50 billboards around the city of pictures of the hostages. These are innocent people that are being held. The whole world is screaming humanitarian and, and they have to open the borders. And I, one thing I'm very, very impressed, I don't get into politics. I'm not talking about the back and forth because that, that to me is beyond my, my pay grade. As we say in uh, Quebec, it's upon my job. It's, it's beyond my pay grade. But one thing I can tell you is that when innocent people are being held, we have to do everything that we can to ensure their safe return. Why aren't we sitting outside? of the Canadian and the American immigration offices. Uh, the, 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 today, there was a whole story in the Capitol about people that were, that were protesting peace. We should be protesting for the hostages to be brought back alive and safe and healthy and unscathed. That's our job. Okay.
Um, that's that part. I've been getting tons of emails, incredible emails. Um, I can't read them all to you, but I want to read one to you. And I want to talk about this because I think that this email is very representative of a lot of the emails I've been getting. And I want to acknowledge it. I did ask the person who sent it to me if I could talk about it. I'm going to try to not give any specific identifiers so that if you know the person that this is just a random email that um, is one of many, many emails. I'm trying to answer uh, as many as I can, as quickly as I can, um, because I know that it's you and it's your heart and your soul that's behind there. And right now, right now we need to be together. So um, the email begins who the person is, etc. Uh, then the person says, like many of us, I'm having a very hard time. Think of the person sent me a link to your podcast, and that's um, and she says it's uh, now I told you just now it's half the world that 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 it's possible you can figure out anyway, and it's helped it's helped her a lot. I took your advice and I've done several things since listening to it. I've already tried to limit watching and reading the news as well as turning off my social media. If you're that kind of person, I cannot stress it enough. The world doesn't need you to see it. The world doesn't need you to be depressed. The world doesn't need you to be down. The world needs you strong. The world needs you strong. And the person says, I FaceTime my aunt in Israel today. Fantastic. Anyone you know in Israel, anyone you know that has family in Israel, they are hurting right now. They are suffering right now. There's so much you can do just by picking up the phone, FaceTiming them, messaging them. Anyone you know, go through your contacts. I'm sure you know someone there. Even if they're a distant contact, reach out and say, I'm with you. I'm thinking about you. And don't talk. Be a listener. Um, and she says, I FaceTime her. And until I've only messaged her, thankfully, all my family is safe at the moment. I took your advice and just listened. Makes me very happy. She was so touched and appreciative of the call. It was comforting for both of us. She sent me a link where I could make a donation as well, which I did. My struggle, and this is really the crux of the email that I wanted to talk about. My struggle is with the spiritual part. I've gone back and forth my whole life in regards to my relationship with religion. I grew up in a very traditional, conservative family. My mother was from Poland and never lost faith, even though she lost many family members in the Holocaust. I have practiced every sect of Judaism, from Orthodox to Reform. I have lived in Israel. I have taught Hebrew. I've taught in Hebrew schools. I was a B'nai Mitzvah tutor and the director of a religious school. But at the end of the day, I have not had a very good experience with organized religion. You may be wondering why I'm sharing all this with you. I don't have a rabbi right now that I can go to for spiritual and emotional support. I'm grateful that I found your podcast and I plan on listening to previous episodes. I've followed your podcast so I'll be kept up to date in future episodes. I was hoping 
and could get a copy of the Tehillim book that you put together. If you don't have a copy of it, please let me know. I'm happy to send anyone who needs a copy of the Tehillim book. Um, I want to pray with my son as I feel the need to connect again with Hashem and pray for Israel and the Jewish people. Thank you in advance. And then they signed their name. Over the years, I've I've wondered for what reason did I become a rabbi? I think that there's so many rabbis that are better than me. They're not, I'm not, I'm a different kind of rabbi in a lot of ways. And I've heard this over the past week in lots of different forms that I don't have a rabbi. I thought about that in general. For, for most people, obviously the people who are very religious, perhaps they need a rabbi more often because of halachic questions, uh, day-to-day life questions, which they will go to a rabbi. But what if you're, for the vast majority of the Jewish community, that's not very religious? Most of the people that I talk to and that I am part of their lives, they need a rabbi a couple of times in their life. They need a rabbi maybe for a bar or bat mitzvah, b'nai mitzvah, if they do that. And today it's even less popular, though this person was a b'nai mitzvah teacher, from what I understand from the email. They need maybe when there's a, a bris, or a, which is also less popular today, or, or a baby is born. But most importantly, probably two times in their life, and that is when they get married. All of a sudden, someone wants to get married, they go running for a rabbi, and heaven forbid, after 130 years, when they pass away. That's it. For most people, having a rabbi or knowing a rabbi is not very important. And then, a -a once-in-a-lifetime, it should never happen again. A once-in-a-lifetime event happens, an event that parallels to the Holocaust, and we don't say that lightly. I never use that word. And there's so many people that are realizing that they need a, a relationship with a rabbi. But but then I ask myself, what can I do? What can I do to help you? And I've thought about this. And I guess, I don't know if it's answers that you want. Some people have asked me why, and I've tried my best to to give various answers, though you know my answer, and it's not my own answer, it's the Rebbe's answer, that there's no answer that will justify the why, and that we've learned in Western civilization that Questions get answers. But in Judaism, there's some questions that when we answer them, we destroy them. And the why, we don't ever want to ask that. Why bad things happen to good people? We ask that. Sorry. We ask that every single day, says the Rebbe. But we never answer it. It's above our pay grade. It's not something that we will ever know because just knowing that we are limited people in a limited space. We don't know what's beyond the limitations. And just the knowledge that 
We are limited people, and I spoke about this earlier this week, so I'm not going to speak about it again. That alone is so important. So today, I say to this person who sent me the email and the hundreds of other emails that I've gotten from so many of you, I'm with you. I'm listening. If you need a rabbi just to listen, I'm here. If you have a specific question, I'm here. I'll try. I'm only one person. I try my best to to be here for you. But it may be that you'll send me an email and the answer will be in a future uh, ramble. I don't know. I think I'm just going to call this my ramblings because that's what they've become. Usually when I sit down to my podcasts, I, I have a thought and a process and I and I want to really get that across. But these are just my ramblings. And so today, um, as there's so many things that I could say, I want to remind you that the Jewish answer is charity. It doesn't have to be a lot. A coin in the box. Just a coin in the box. That's it. If you, if you don't have a charity box, designate a cup. Just take a bunch of coins and put it. I, I said this to a few people and they're like blown away. What I do, I don't have it here, but I, otherwise I would show it to you. But I have a tzedakah box. And right next to the tzedakah box, I have $20 in nickels. And a couple of times a day, I put a nickel in the box. And when all those nickels are finished, I know that there's $20 in the box in nickels. And so I take a $20 bill, I put it in the box, and then I take all the nickels and I put it back in the tray. And that is how I do it. I just recycle those nickels. So you end up happening over the, over like right now in the box is probably, I don't know, six or seven $20 bills because I've recycled those nickels. And you can do that. There's no problem with that. And then I take the money and, 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 and donate it afterwards. Charity, tzedakah, prayer. I put together a little book. If you don't have it, you can take any of those prayers. There are specific prayers. They're primarily made up of the Psalms, of the Tehillim, that we say during this time. I also did my own, I would say, uh, translation that I've wanted to do for a while that is more in tune with those people who don't read Hebrew to be able to feel connected to the prayer and not just this kind of in sensitive version of it so for those i've gotten some really nice feedback from some of you as well and thank you for that and i plan on doing that maybe in the future but i did it right now for these particular chapters that we say during during this time and then study studying a little bit of torah and i will continue to try to provide you uh, little bits and pieces of things to study over this time for now i'm, I'm just amazed that I've been interrupted during these few minutes. So I will go back to your messages and emails. And oh, look at that. I spoke too soon. There is the call. Just at that. So I'm going to sign off for now and have a wonderful night. And we will continue to be continued. I'm here and I'm listening. Hi, Rabbi Bernath here. I have some great news for you. My popular four-week course, Kabbalah for Everyone, is available right now for free for the next 50 people who download it. All you have to do 
is go to www.theloverabbi.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and you're going to see the download button right there. In this course, I talk about the Kabbalistic secrets to relationships, to wealth, to happiness, and balance. This special offer has been dedicated in loving memory of Ellie Dorfman. I look forward to hearing from you and hope you enjoy the course. Now on to today's episode. 